0: Hey San Diego First Church, good to be with you. Today we are looking at the text out of 1 Peter, which will be the sermon text that D will preach from this Sunday. D is here as always, D to be with you. It's good Good times. Thanks, Matt. It is. <laughs> this is a fairly butchered me. sentence there, but that's all right. <laughs> Glad to be with you. Thank you. Uh, we are looking at 1 Peter chapter 1. Verses 3 through 9, that will be the text for this Sunday. And D, we're about to embark on a bit of a series here in First Peter. Tell us a little bit about that. Um,
1: well, yeah, it's, it's enjoyable to spend a little time in a particular passage uh, or a series of passages that come out of... The same writer and addressing particular issues as you might remember, we spent quite a bit of time in John mm-hmm. um, during the Lenten season, though it closed in Matthew, we were in John for quite some time, and digging into uh, First Peter and seeing where this might take us. Hopefully on Sunday, we'll give a little bit more background to uh, the letters themselves and uh, get a little bit deeper into what's trying to be accomplished in uh these particular writings
0: yeah these are known as catholic letters not as in roman catholic but uh letters that were meant to be circulated amongst the universal church uh so it's it has some really interesting things to say to us yeah, yeah. um and how i might we might understand that so looking forward to that uh, explanation of the background uh we are looking at verses three through nine in chapter one i'd love to read that for us uh before we jump in first peter chapter one verse three blessed be the god and father of our lord jesus christ by his great mercy he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable undefiled being more precious than gold that though perishable is tested by fire may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy for you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, Dee, what are your first impressions as you look at this passage?
1: Um, This is a um, stepping one step backwards first impression. Um, I've written this in my Bible, but I continue to think this, even though I wrote it a long, long time ago. And that is the very, very brief seven-word prayer that happens right before this passage. It's one of my all-time favorite prayers. And it simply says, "Grace and peace be yours in abundance." Mm, yeah, I love that as a prayer, as a blessing, as a hope, uh, as a way to start your day, as a way to end your day. I just think that that is yeah. jam-packed with the rich fullness of um, trying to walk on this journey together with those who are in the faith. So, that that is my first. Um, thought, but my second thought doesn't help us much with the text, but is a recognition that um Paul often gets accused of having hard, difficult run on sentences. Oh sure. He doesn't have a corner on the market though. When no, we come he does to the first Peter passage. <laughs> yes. It is hard to follow. You pick any translation, and Mm -hmm. this is hard to follow. (laughs) Not a lot of punctuation here in the letter. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one of my first impressions that, okay, I'm going to have to slow way down on this. Yeah. And look at the big picture, but also take it piece by piece uh, to wade through. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that um, I, I kind of jumped to the end. Um, as a first impression of this passage, um, for you are receiving the goal of your faith. What's the goal of your faith? It's the salvation of your souls. Um, and that is connected to what the sermon title is uh, likely to be for this Sunday. Um, what is the goal of your faith? And it is, it is often viewed for us, I think, um, particularly... In the newer journey of faith that this is the eternal significance of of salvation in heaven. Mm -hmm. But the salvation of your souls is also a right-now-here-and-now moment. Mm -hmm. That we live this out in bringing um, heaven to earth in what we do. And I long for all of us in community to figure out what the present meaning of salvation living is. Um, earlier this week, you talked about what it means to live into resurrection living mm. now. Yeah. And this is like a continuation of that storyline. Mm-hmm. How do yeah. we live into salvation of our souls now? And I think that this passage gives us great insight into how we might do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I will offer one more um, a particular point that comes to mind as I look at this. And that's right in the middle of the passage. Um, it's in it's in verse uh, 6. It speaks about um, that we've had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials mm-hmm. and that the trials are important because there is a refining process to them Yeah. and that they've come so that your faith might result in praise, glory, and honor toward our Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we wrestle with, is suffering really necessary? You know, Mm. what's the purpose of suffering on earth? And this is saying that there is a a refining process that comes through that. Yeah, And certainly a lot needs to be unpacked if we're going to dig into that. But I believe that the corollary passage for this coming Sunday is the passage where um, Jesus meets the disciples And he encourages them to place their hands where the wounds are. Mm -hmm. And isn't it fascinating that the resurrected Christ retains the wounds Mm -hmm. that are there on our behalf. Yeah. But you'd think somehow glorious resurrection.
0: Yeah. Pristine body. (laughs) Yes. Right? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So.
1: It certainly is worth exploring that those wounds have a sacred character to them. Yes. And what is that sacredness all about?
0: Yes, I to find that connection of of suffering and identity mm. or faith. Um, and that year to your point, Christ's wounds don't just magically disappear. The holes are still in the hands. The the cut is still in his side. And in fact, it's not just like they've been healed. Clearly, he's not bleeding from them, but they have not fully gone away. And in fact, they're used to identify him by Thomas. Right. Right. For Thomas, it's like, I won't know until I won't know until (laughs) until I touch his hands, feel his side. Yeah. And that there is, I love the phrase you use, a sacredness to those hurts, um, those wounds. The, although they are healed, they identify us. In the same way that I think that um, uh, scars on our physical body are healed. And yet, like, we can point out, oh, yeah, that's the time I fell from the jungle gym. Or, yeah. Yeah, this is where I broke my elbow. Here's my, scar, Here's my football scar, Here's my football scar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, I think there's something beautiful about that as well. And that things are not... As out what we think would be perfect, bright, pristine, without any type of flawless, right? We're not raised in flawless bodies because Christ was not raised in a flawless body, although he is now healed. And I think that is really important to think through. I think the other part of this uh, for me is the, um, which comes with the beginning. You you went to the first part, of the prayer. I think in connection even with what you're saying around um, the Christ's body is healed of the wounds and those are sacred. How he identifies his audience is fascinating mm. in Paul in Peter, and I hope mm. I, I'm certain you'll get to it. Is that and you know it is that he calls them exiles. Yeah, he refers to them yeah. as exiles. I know this is from a. a Outside of the passages that was that we're reading, but the audience is named as exiles; those who have been removed from their home. Strangers in the world. Is Strangers another translation. in the world. Yes, yeah. uh, and and that they are residents in this strange world, and so there is also a trauma. There's also a, a wounding ah, wow. from being removed from where they thought home was, and reacclimating to. Where home is now, which is here, both an eye towards what it is to be of a heavenly mindset, uh, to be of uh, of thinking of our um, salvation, not just in like what we do, how we force it through, but it actually comes through Christ who is dwelling in heaven. Um, I, I think that is just a, kind of a fascinating thought of of that it is Christ who holds it, who is with God and and we're in our wounding yet still raised still being healed yeah. of those things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hope that that pulls me not only identifying what it feels like to be a stranger or an exile. Yeah. But to empathize with those who actually are strangers or exiles yeah. that become my neighbors or become mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. Um, acquaintances in the marketplace or wherever it might be, yeah, um, it, it should it should um, create a radar
0: for me yeah. to, to pay attention to those kinds yeah. of things. And maybe not even just a radar; it could be moving from sympathy to empathy. Oh. That you, you, it's not just like, oh yeah, I know that that Uh, feels bad. Yeah. But to like, oh, I, I kind of have an understanding of what that might feel like. Yeah. Um, to your point of like the, the, the woundingness becoming a, a place of sacredness, the word that he uses here is joy. Like he comes to joy, like (laughs) repeatedly, like rejoice. This is joy filled. Like. He, uh, this is a, an indescribable and glorious joy, is what he says, of loving Jesus even though we have not seen Him, and believing in Him when He is not around. I think that, it, like that, is the most striking part of the passage for me. Yeah, is yeah. the is that line in chapter eight, in verse eight where it's you you've not seen Him and you love Him and you believe Him but He's not around and it's to joy um, to be around in that love and in that faithfulness.
1: We are kind of back to Resurrection Living because um, last week, we, part of the discussion was that fear kind of swallows up joy, mm. but in the story where the women come and meet the resurrected Christ and the response of Jesus and the, dis- and the angel was, do not be afraid. And it said they left that place from the angels filled with fear and joy. Mm. so fear swallows up joy when things seem to be going bad but there is another story it's not been yeah. written completed yet yeah and that is that joy is returning as fear gets dispelled by what christ is doing in our life mm. and um so i love the the sequence of life death oh and then life again yeah joy of oh, fear and then joy again yeah. and um Living into that promise of yeah, the story's not finished. Yeah, keep keep walking and moving with this. Love
0: that. Yeah, it's gonna be fun Sunday. Looking forward to it. Looking forward
1: to it.